Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Evanston. This Sunday's sermon was given by Associate Pastor Reverend Henry Coates. If you'd like more information about First Presbyterian Church of Evanston, please visit firstpresevanston.org. Our scripture today is from the Apostle Paul, his letter to the Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Please join me in a prayer for illumination. Lord, open our minds and hearts to hear and to put into practice your word so that we might be able to grow more and more like your son, Jesus. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, and acceptable and perfect. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everyone. I want to start off my sermon this morning by pointing out how wonderful it is to be in the house of the Lord this day, this morning. It is wonderful. It is truly wonderful. But something isn't right. Something is missing. It's you all. You're missing. It's good to be here. It is wonderful to preach from this vantage point. But without you, it feels empty. It feels strange. I miss you all. And I trust and hope and pray that you are doing all right. In God's good time, we will see each other again, face to face, shoulder to shoulder. But that time is not now. It might not be for some time to come. And that's painful. But it is the sacrifice we are all being asked to make in a time such as this, a sacrifice made for the good of all. I just hope that when we are able to safely return on mass that you do decide to show up. But here, here we are. And we press on as we may, looking towards the cross of Christ and the power of God's resurrection to guide us forward in these pandemic times. Now, as many of you may know, we welcomed our son Jacob into the world back on April 27th. Now, giving birth in the midst of a pandemic isn't for the faint of heart, let me tell you. Jacob made it into the world safely, but what a world has he been brought into. I've been thinking a lot about this world that Jacob is now a part of. 
and the church that, God willing, he will be baptized into. One thing that helps make, one thing that helps me make sense of 2020 is to view the challenges and changes of this year through the lens of sacrifice. When you think of the word sacrifice, what sort of images come to mind? Take a second and and, and say aloud to yourself or to the person next to you an image of sacrifice that comes to mind when you hear that word. The father clutching his baby in the middle of the night, him giving up his sleep in order that the child has enough to eat. What about a mother working three part-time jobs in order to support her kids? What about the auntie or the uncle who goes over to their sister or brother's house to take care of the kids so that the parents can sleep? Sacrifice looks like all sorts of things. All sorts of images can pop into our heads when we hear the word sacrifice. Have you ever sacrificed something for someone else? Or has someone sacrificed for you? Now, I've talked about this before. I grew up in the great state of New Jersey. And my earliest appreciation of sacrifice came from 9-11, which was 19 years ago, if you can believe that. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I still find it hard to talk about. Central New Jersey, where I grew up, lost a lot of people on 9-11. A lot of parents of students at the high school I was attending were killed. When I think of 9-11, I think of the firefighters who ran towards the burning towers to save others. And since I'm from New Jersey, I'm going to quote the boss now, the one and only Bruce Springsteen. Because Bruce Springsteen captures the sacrifice of New York's bravest in true lyrical poetry. Left the house this morning, bells ringing filled the air, wearing the cross of my calling, on wheels of fire I come rolling down here. 343 firefighters died that morning. Can't see nothing in front of me. Can't see nothing coming up behind. I make my way through this darkness. I can't feel nothing but this chain that binds me. Lost track of how far I've gone. How far I've gone, how high I've climbed. On my back's a 60-pound stone. On my shoulder, a half-mile of line. Come on up for the rising. Come on up, lay your hand in mine. Come on up for the rising. Come on up for the rising tonight. Sacrifice. The offering up of something for the sake of another. It's an ancient concept seen in nearly all cultures throughout all ages across the entire world. 
Sometimes it was food, grains, fruits. Other times it was animals, sheep, goats, doves. Sometimes it was human. All these kinds of sacrifice are seen in the Bible. Paul talks about the first fruits. The story of Cain and Abel in Genesis is centered around sacrifice. The temple in Jerusalem was a sacrificial industrial complex. The basic idea of a sacrifice is making an offering to the divine in one way or another. Jesus tells us in the book of Matthew that he came to give his life as a ransom for many. It is through his sacrifice on the cross that we can move from death to life. It is on the cross of sacrifice where Jesus sets us free. Free from sin. Free from our brokenness. Free from our separation from God. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Paul talks about sacrifice in our passage today from Romans 12. And it is this sacrifice, this living sacrifice, that I'm going to home in on. There is so much richness in these first two verses of Romans 12 to capture their heights and depth to explore to explore their significance with any sort of fullness would take an exceptionally long time so I'm going to concentrate on Paul's call for us followers of Jesus Christ to present our bodies as living sacrifices holy and acceptable to God Paul's instructions for followers of Jesus to present our bodies as sacrifice means that we ourselves are the offering to God. The sacrifice of animals required the offering of a life through death, but we are called to make a living sacrifice. The offering is not made to God through death, but rather through the way that our life is lived. As John Calvin observed, by calling it living, Paul intimates that we are sacrificed to the Lord for this end. That our former life being destroyed in us, we may be raised up to a new life. To say that we should present our very selves to God as a living sacrifice is to say that our daily life matters. The way we live is seen by God to be a form of worship, one way or another. This is what Paul is suggesting here. Everything we do is not only guided by God, but offered to God. It reminds me of the stewardship mantra we repeated often last year. Stewardship is what we do all the time with everything that God has given us. At least that's the hope. 
This ongoing offering of daily life is also described as holy and acceptable. Now, I've never thought of myself as a holy person. A saved sinner? Yes. But holy? That ain't me. But what does God think? The basic meaning of holy is to be set apart. That is, dedicated to God. The living sacrifice of ourselves, though, is within our everyday life not set apart from our everyday life. This is what makes our lives acceptable to God. Not in the sense that we are earning acceptance, but rather that God finds our lives to be well-pleasing unto him in our day-to-day living. We are called by God to not give into the temptations of this world, be it lust, hatred, or denial, lust for power, Hatred of our neighbor due to political difference or denial of the sacrifices required to live in a just and healthy society. The thing about sacrifice is that it is hard. If it isn't hard to give something up, you aren't sacrificing. Discerning what it means to be living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, is impossible on our own. That's why Paul reminds us in verse 1 that this is only possible through the great mercies of God. This mercy is made manifest to us by Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. It is through his sacrifice that our minds are transformed and discerning God's will becomes possible for us. And our daily lived lives become, as Paul words it, our spiritual worship. To use a fancy phrase, this worship is embodied and enacted daily as we seek to become more and more Christ-like. When our minds are renewed after the mind of Christ, we more clearly discern the will of God. Understanding the will of God is the first necessary step towards enacting it with our bodies. Each of us participates in this process as individuals, but we do not worship by ourselves. This is one of the reasons why church is so important. Our church community the First Presbyterian Church of Evanston as a whole, aids our formation as it gathers us for life together as the body of Christ, as we seek to act together to do God's will in the world, as we attempt to live day by day as living sacrifices unto the Lord. This is not private piety, no. It is the kind of worship best suited to a community that has been baptized into Jesus Christ. To be who Christ transforms us to be by his sacrifice, we need each other. We need the church. It is together that we discern the will of God. As Paul says here in Romans 12, what is good, acceptable, and perfect.
To be a living sacrifice does not require that we enact God's will without any mistake or flaw. No. But it does require that we pursue the goal that God wills and not a goal determined by our own selfish desires. It does require a transformation of our minds by the power of God. It does require sacrifice in one way or another. I open this sermon by talking about how the lens of sacrifice helps me make sense of 2020. We have been asked to give up so much for the greater good this year. Some have borne this sacrifice more heavily than others, yes. But to some degree, we have all sacrificed. Frankly, one of the most astounding things in the entire history of the planet happened in mid to late March. Nearly the entire world paused, stopped, so that lives could be saved. One of my favorite historians is a guy named Adam Tooze. An interview he did with New York Magazine over the summer, he observed that there was something really extraordinary that happened in March, in which nearly the entire world, individually and collectively, made this decision to shut down the economy to preserve human life. Politicians and businesses and citizens and trade unions, the whole mass of collective actors made this decision. The vast majority of humanity was subject to it. And it may have been a catastrophic mistake. I don't think we can rule that possibility out. We can't run it again. We don't know what the consequences would have been. We've ended up with what we've ended up with. But part of what we ended up with was this collective decision. And as costly and painful as it was, there's something truly spectacular about that moment of sacrifice. Friends, we live in the midst of the aftermath of that moment, continuing to be called to sacrifice one way or another. Now, one way that we've sacrificed is that we have made the hard choice to not worship in person. I cannot say for certain when we will meet together face to face, but I know we will. It's very odd for me to think that there is a chance that some of you won't get to meet my son till he is nearly a year old. If that, that's really, really hard. Part of being a Christian means worshiping together as a community. It is a central part of our identity. It's who we are. For the greater good, we choose not to do so right now. And so we sacrifice this time, our in-person gatherings, to God. Trusting that God will find it acceptable and pleasing. By his great mercies, 
we are still able to worship together through the miracle of technology. Thank God for that. Our times are hard and challenging. But we will get through them as living sacrifices to God. And as we do so, let us remember the words of Paul in Romans 12, 1 through 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you, so that we, may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.